point when we're ready to go, baby. Yep, I can't hear shit. I can't hear you. New positioning. Now I'm actually a producer. Yeah, we'll see about that. See how much you produce today. Are you going to give me a point? I feel like I'm, we're running out of time here on the song. No, we're still good. And welcome to episode 19 of the Chop Heads MMA podcast. I got myself, I got the Reverend Tom, yeah. Tommy D, and we got Scoop back. Yes, sir. Scoop's back behind the glass. We actually do have him further away because we're His trying body to body odor. No, we have the, the studio set up for football season. We're we're going on, going through renovations for like the 30th time in the since I guess we moved in. So Scoop's far away. I can't smell his breath. I could still kind of smell Tommy. Tommy, by the way, right off the bat, bro, why are you sending shirtless pics to Dave? Because I love it. Bro, Tommy's really, really in love with his new body. You should see the picture that he sent Dave, guys. I'm gonna, I was going to post a meme about it, but I figured I'll give AJ the meme duties and he'll, he'll be posting tomorrow. You should see Tommy's face right now, the look that I just got. Tommy, I won't actually do that. I, I wouldn't do that to you because... Lord knows that I'm there's there's definitely some pictures out there of me. Tommy posted my pics on uh, Chop Sports when I was on vacation. Yeah, there's a difference between you posing at the beach. I was just trying to get some of my Instagram followers some love. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. That was disgusting, Scoop, just so we're clear on that. That was absolutely <laughs> fucking disgusting. But Tommy, so was that. Nobody wants to see your fucking belly button, bro. Well, Dave was you guys were fucking stuff. he asked you for nudes so i casual I'd dave i'm myself, gonna see bro. casual dave tomorrow and i'm fucking gonna i'm gonna question this i'm gonna be like dave did you show me a picture making it seem like it was an unsolicited nude from tommy that you actually solicited from him tommy wasn't sure whether to send a full nude yet so we started with just the, the top he like, told me he was thinking about all right, all right, stuff. all right. So, what the hell on the, the junk the stuff well anyway we have a new studio set up not really new where it's kind of the same as it was last week it's new for scoop but we're getting things geared towards being able to go live tomorrow on the daily show <clears throat> the daily chop sports podcast we're going to be going live on instagram i mean not instagram on facebook and youtube and trying to work out some kinks for the upcoming season because we're going to be doing the live uh nfl sunday show I don't know how many people think they're going to get in the studio. I hear both of these guys acting like they're watching football in here on Sundays, but they're going to have to keep their mouths shut because we only have four mics. And I don't know how we're going to fit both of you fat fucks in here when we have Kyle and Dave. It's going to be like a total combined weight. What are we thinking? We can't fit on the elevator, basically. Yeah, not going to work out. But anyway, football is five weeks away. I know it's an MMA show, but literally five Sundays away, we're going to be changing things up, I would imagine, because we record on Sundays, and Sundays are my holiday or during football season. So look forward to a potential Tuesday morning release so we could kind of watch football on Sundays and then maybe record on Mondays. I don't know. I'm kind of dropping this on the boys right now, but what are you thinking, guys? Tell me we're not wanted without actually telling me we're not wanted by saying we can't come to the studio. No, no, no. It doesn't it doesn't no, I'm not telling you you can't come. Did, I'm, did telling, I'm telling I'm telling you that I'm that, telling right? you that on Sundays it's going to be a little bit different in here. We're going to be doing a live show. If we were doing a, a live show right now, per se, right? And someone showed up, would it just be like, "Oh, come on in and fucking hang out and ruin the fucking vibe?" Not that you'd be ruining the vibe, but if we're doing a show, it's going to be a little bit hard because we're going to have to have producers. We're going to have to have people there could be four people. Most of the time, Dave is going to be watching Cowboys games. So if we have me and Kyle, then we could potentially fit two more. I know AJ is going to be here because he's doing a lot of the work. Um, I think Ashley's going to be here at least some of the times. I don't know exactly what she'll bring to the table as far as football analytics go. But You're speaking like six hours a show? Yeah, bro. It's going to be a, a fantasy intro. And, well, you know, Kyle's bets, my fantasy picks, you know, start them, sit them. It's going to be live, so we're going to be able to interact with people. So if people are want to know, who should I start, this guy or that guy, they drop it in the comments and we talk about it. Who should I bet today? You know, the, the weather's bad here. Going to have a little ticker on the bottom line, the whole nine. So things are going to be fun. Tommy just shed a tear. You're not going to be here anyway, bro, on Sundays. You're doing, you're doing Pop Warner. It's in the morning. Till when? I'd be here for at least 4 o'clock. All right. 
we'll work it. We'll work it out. Maybe we'll sort it out. But we also have a another room with another TV. So there's always something. Yeah. You know, you gotta sit outside in the fucking hallway. You pieces of shit. That's basically the what I'm telling you right now. Will you fucking tell her that you're doing a show? I just texted her and said I'm recording right now. Don't fucking. Yell at fucking Ashley through the I'm phone. I'm yelling at everybody now. Fucking slap the shit you out of you. You just insulted me. I'm not wanted here. I'm Did, going over to... Run, run the tape back I'm and, and check. I'm going over to Barstool check Sports. If, that's it. Portnoy, I'm on the way. <clears throat> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> nobody ever said you can't come here. Nobody ever said that you were wanted either. But nobody ever said that you were not wanted. I think you told us to shut the fuck up. I did yeah. say to shut the fuck up. And I'll tell you to shut the fuck up again. So anyway, football is five weeks away. Packers start their quest for their fifth NFL uh, Super Bowl. I, I shouldn't say NFL title because they got 13, but fifth Super Bowl ring. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got a lot to prove. But now on to the fights. I went two and one. Tommy, you two went one. two and one. And Scoop, you're worthless. One, one and, two. and two. So what we're going to be doing going forward, obviously, is picking the final three fights of every single UFC I don't know if we're going to do pay-per-views or all the cards, just all the cards. All the cards. What What we'll do is we're not going to guarantee three fights. I'm not going to pick fights of guys that are I'm really not that knowledgeable about. I know that that's my job as an MMA podcast host to be knowledgeable about all the fighters. That said, I'm one of those guys that I'll watch the fights and as they earn a name, then I'll start talking about them. There's certain guys on the undercards that I'm excited about, like the the Bobby Green and the I can't Viziev. Uh, Rafael Fiziev. Fiziev. Like, I was excited about that fight because that guy's been putting on a highlight reel knockouts and he's been almost impossible to hit in some of his fights. He has that one highlight where he does the Matrix where he dodges out of the way of the kick. I know you know what I'm talking about, right? So, guys like that we could talk about a little bit here and there, but we're not going to predict those fights because it gets a little crazy, right? I was looking at Tommy sent me over his picks and it was like 13 fights that he picked. I was like, come on, dude, really? Yeah, I, I, I like picked four. I picked four. We'll go with that. And we only have an hour show a week, so we can't sit here and talk fucking 30 minutes about all these fights. So, um, yeah, the fights happen. Obviously, Cyril gone, champ, kind of. No. He's like uh, the silver champ. I, yeah. I saw something so, yesterday where they should start doing interim belts should be silver, and I agree with that. I said that on Pride Rules. I said it should not be a gold belt. It should be... Uh, I didn't say silver, but I said it should be a different belt from the championship belt to signify that is a, it is an interim belt. A what belt? You say intern belt? Interim belt. All right, I was going to slap the shit out of you. Get your shit straight. But yeah, I agree. It should definitely not be the same exact belt as the heavyweight title. And did you hear Dana White's uh, little speech about unifying belts how he's trying to make it like the wbo and the ibo or whatever the fuck so then add different weight class and also add the 60 million dollars extra to a fight purse that the boxing guys give so dana was just trying to justify the fact that Nganu got bumped yeah really what i think it comes down to is Nganu and john jones just aren't in dana white's good graces right dana white's good graces right now and they're getting the shit into the stick Rightfully so in the John Jones case, I think, but I think Ngannou caught a raw deal. And Ngannou sure every, caught a raw deal. We've uh, talked about it at length on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mean, Ngannou caught a raw deal. Kobe Covington caught a raw deal because he got an interim belt at for no reason. Uh, Tony Ferguson, for no reason. I'm talking more so where the champions are getting the raw deal. Like, anybody that gets offered an interim title shot, they're not really getting the raw deal. They're getting a, a bonus because they're getting all of a sudden pay-per-view dollars that they wouldn't have gotten. So that's money to them. I'm saying we're guys that didn't deserve to be stripped, even though Ngannou wasn't stripped. He got screwed. He got screwed. The, he the heavyweight him. shine automatically comes off of him and onto Cyril Gunn or... It would have been. But what I was getting at was the, did you hear the Dana White comments? I, I read it and I was just like. Where he was like, me and Francis were never friends. And now we have a, this this problem going on that Francis and, and Dana White had beef before the Stipe fight. I wonder what that was about. And then after the Stipe fight, Ngannou, I guess, put himself in a position where he went to the UFC and said, I need more money. They were not having it. And, you know, the rest is history. You, you, you got an interim title fight between Derek Lewis and Cyril Gunn. We're going to talk a lot about that later, but Aldo, 
Aldo fucked up Munoz. We even had Conor McGregor calling out, not calling out, but but paying homage to the the real legend in yeah. Jose Aldo. Aldo fucking put on a clinic, bro. That was one of the most impressive striking we'll talk performances. About it. We'll talk about it. And then the Chiesa fight, Chiesa and Luque. I mean, there were there were other fights that you know besides that that were that were actually pretty good. But this is the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're going to talk about the other shit in the. I yeah. guess after your breakdown. Yeah, no, the the Chiesa fight was good. I mean, as we'll talk about it, but it was once again like Chris, you and I were talking about before we sat down to do the show. Michael Chiesa proved why I had said during our show last week that you can't count on him in the big moment, and you know we'll we'll talk about that when we when we break Chiesa, that fight down. Chiesa even tweeted after the fight. Right away, saying, you know, this has been the story of my career. I, yeah. I just buckle <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> but well, I don't want to give too much away because we will talk about it yeah. later. I guess, really, that's it for the for the intro. Yeah, so we've hit the intro, so now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, the Reverend's Rundown. All right, everybody, this week's Reverend Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? All right, folks, so Bellator finally announces Fedor's opponent for the main event in Moscow. He will be fighting the number two ranked heavyweight, Tim Johnson. UFC vet Chad Mendez is coming out of retirement and signs a multi-fight deal with BKFC. Mendez's last fight was a TKO loss to now champion Alexander Volkanovsky in 2018. Luke Rockhold is coming out of retirement and has agreed to a bout at the UFC against rising star Sean Strickland for UFC 268. The two have been going back and forth on Twitter and in videos shaping up to be one hell of a fight. Paulo Costa, the Juiz, and Marvin Vittori are set to headline the October 23rd card. Costa has not been in the octagon since uh, September of 2020 when he fought champ Israel Adesanya, and he's had two canceled bouts with Bobby Knuckles and Jared Cannonier since. UFC 265 undercard results. The early prelims, Melissa Gatto, Miles Johns, and Manel Cape all win by stoppage. And in the prelims, Alonzo Menafield impresses the, the public by going the distance for the first time in his career against UFC vet Ed Short Fuse Herman. Vince Morales earns a decision victory over Diego Rodriguez. Rafael Fiziev gets it done by decision against Bobby Green, even after Green's dominant third round performance. And that's the end. Yeah, of I was the looking. I'm like, well, is that all you have? <laughs> there should be more. No, I think that was it. Yeah, that, that was it. that was fucking D minus work. We're not going to give you the F because well. we're not going to give you the F because of obvious reasons. You did it, so you showed up with your you assignment know what it is, done. Man, I'm so used to it being two pages that yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden you just stopped. I guess there really wasn't much going on other than the, the UFC. No, card. I mean, look, a lot of fight announcements, like I was saying. Um, which was pretty cool to, to come out the, the week of the fight. I mean, I know nobody, us hardcore fans give a shit about Fedor because, I mean, these, I think this is his last fight. Uh, and they're not giving him a slouch like they usually do, like they throw him out of can. He's fighting the number two heavyweight in Tim Johnson. Um, I'm a huge Fedor fan. I will always pick Fedor, even though I don't think he's going to win. Um, but it is in Moscow, so... If they don't kill all right, Fedor, all right, all right. so you saying Moscow for the fucking third time brings me to my notes, which you rudely interrupted when I was about to I'm give sorry. my notes. It's Moscow, right? I would, I think it's definitely Moscow, so it's not Moscow. I don't Moscow, know. I don't know Moscow. where the fuck. Tomato, tomato, bro. No, I'm just gonna say no. Moscow, 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 not Moscow. You, you've been saying that your whole life. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> terrible. All right, and in true piece of shit form, you didn't even give me credit on the Paulo Costa Marvin Vittori fight that I. Called last week. But yeah, AJ uh, actually posted messages on the, the Chop Sports when it when it popped up. I think the UFC's listening to us. 
I really do. What you really think that? Well, I'm 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 curious now. This is hilarious, actually. This what? is the funniest joke that Tommy's ever told in his what, life. That the UFC is listening to that us. That the UFC is listening to our podcast to the point where they were like, "Oh my god!" Out of all the top ten middleweights, there's only about three guys that don't have a fight signed, right? And well, Costa's been been was supposed to be out. And for we a have long these time. two guys talking shit. Um, I have no idea what we should do. Maybe we should tune into the chop. Heads MMA podcast to see what these I guys mean, would do I with mean, the matchmaking. You, you, you don't even like. I know him. I know who who is who is who he is. He's afraid. He's not. He not have. He not have. He hasn't a bad. He hasn't a good mindset. He has bad mindset. His mindset. You know. It, it's a great fight in. They're both in Izzy's way. It's like one of these guys get to just be put away for a little bit, and we don't have to hear about him anymore. Because if they either one loses to to the other one, bottom of the fucking list, back of the line, bro. I think Costa's gonna lose. I not just because you know Vittori, I'm Italian and all that. I just which don't is the think, wor- absolute worst fucking reason. Yeah, I just don't think that Costa's got it. I think what Izzy did to him with spanking him and everything like that, just embarrassed him to the point where he's completely off his rocker now. He's been off his rocker, and now he's probably been out of the game for a little bit because he's figured he needs to juice up a little. And now he's not. Is he still in the testing pool? Yeah, right? It's not like a test even when you don't have a fight signed. Uh, He's still in the testing pool as long as he's employed by the UFC. If he's not employed by the UFC, he's not going to be in the testing pool. So to get out of the testing pool, do you have to actually submit a formal thing, even if you're... You have to not be signed by the UFC. But no, that's not true, because there's guys that are signed to the UFC, per se, like a Brock. He's probably got fights left on his contract where... Yeah, but he's not in the pool. Yeah, so then there you're contradicting your point. So if if say if Brock is signing and he wanted to come back and fight, he wouldn't be able to just sign with anybody. He would be he would have to fight for the UFC. I'm imagining that there's we'll we'll just say hypothetically speaking, we're using Brock as an example. A guy that retires, right? Like a Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz was signed with the UFC. So if he wanted to come back and fight, it has to be with the UFC. The right. UFC. And then they, once they say they want to fight or whatever, they're put back into the UFC. Okay. So, so, so at what point does an active fighter get removed? A guy like if you take two years off just because of this injury or that injury. I think they injury. still test you. They still do the random testing and everything like and that. And what does it take, a retirement? I guess, yeah. Right? I, it's yeah, interesting. I mean, they still, they still do the random testing. See, if, if, Scoop, if Scoop had a fucking laptop. laptop, we could find this out. It, hopefully, he's actually looking it up a 29-page right PDF. I'm trying to, trying to look at it. Are you actually looking yeah. it up? Okay, cool. Thank you, Scoop. You're doing I mean, such a great be, job. It would, Thanks, it would be man. a lot easier with a laptop. I was hard on Scoop. I was hard on Scoop earlier, but yeah, 29 page PDF without a mouse pad. <laughs> that's a bitch, right? I agree. I'll get a computer next next week, guys. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm not buying it, right? So this is not a chop sports expense. Scoop, do you have a laptop? Yes, I do. Okay. If not, I'll let you lose. I'll let you use mine. No worries. So moving on. Also in the middleweight division, I guess this is. Loaded with middleweights to uh, rev rundown. Luke Rockhold against Strickland. It's an odd fight for for Rockhold to come back for. I got to give Luke Rockhold credit. He's fought everybody. No, he, he also hasn't fought in a long time. Well, he, he gets knocked out a lot. I yeah. understand that. And he needed maybe needed some time off. But there's never, there's never been a guy that I feel Rockhold's been afraid to step in there with. He He's always been down. He moved up, took a fight against Blockowitz. One of the tougher guys in that division. Obviously, now he's the champion. Yeah. Luke Rockhold's never been a guy to shy away from a fight, and I feel not many middleweights are really looking to fight him right now. Strickland's the type of guy that'll fight anybody, and I say that nobody really wants to fight Rockhold because while he is a dangerous fight, he hasn't fought in a while, so beating a Rockhold right now doesn't do much for you. Most of the guys in the top of the division probably have already... I don't even know. If you look at the top 10, it's probably... Far enough removed to where he doesn't have many losses against the top guys. No. I mean, Bisbing's retired. Uh, Romero's not there anymore. Weidman, no. Right? There's really nobody. There's really not many guys that he's fought. Has he fought Whitaker? No. Till? Yeah, no. Right? So there's a a bunch of fights out there for for Rockhold to be taken at this point. But Darren Till's got a signed fight, too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, he's fighting... um, I I just deleted the fucking... 
the middleweight rankings and put the heavyweights on this page. It's It's like everybody that we talked about last week not having a fight got news all got this week. To a yeah. fight this D- week. Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson. That's it. And I think we might have even actually talked about those two maybe fighting. Darren Till and Derek Brunson. So, you know, it's it was it's a good a, week. It's because the UFC is listening to us. That's that's embarrassing that you actually said that. That would be cool, but this isn't the first time Tommy has said that. He really now the UFC has such a marketing it's such a marketing giant and there's a potential that they do screen the internet for I certain things. Do. But the reason why I say that they don't with us is because that's for podcasts and, and radio stations that transcribe their content. It's when it's when a, a audio podcast, what they do is they attach the text to it as well. So every word spoken gets put in an article. And then this way, the SEO, the Google search engines pick up what's said in the podcast. They're not scanning for what we're actually saying. But if there was written content, which it costs like $2 a minute or a dollar a minute for us to do, we would never do that yet. But Hey, it's not out of the realm of possibility. That's all I'm going to say. For what? Me to pay for no, this episode to get Somebody's listened. Trust me. Well, anyway, I guess that's it for the... Um, a whole lot of editing you're going to have to do. The Reverend's Rundown. Why? I thought this is one of our best I, ones. I think this is gold. Okay. What, Tommy's not liking it? Tommy likes everything that we've ever done. He's like, that was a great episode. I think they all suck, and Tommy likes them all. And this is the one that I feel good about. This is the one where I feel like it's Scoop, the less don't editing. You, yeah, I feel like right now I'm smooth sailing. If anything, I might have stuttered a, st- you didn't have stuttered to a couple edit times. You did last week. Really? No. Yeah, it was pretty clean. It was pretty clean. It's because Scoop wasn't here. We, it was yeah. just me and Tommy back to our roots. <laughs> Blaming Scoop for everything. Honestly... <laughs> Scoop he's is over there Scoop looking is, at porn. Yeah. He says he's looking at PDFs. What what page are you on in the fucking PDF, bro? Have you gotten anywhere? <laughs> Not really. No, right? So put that away, Scoop. Start paying attention again. All, all it says is if you're coming out of retirement to fight, you get again, re-entered into the pool. Yeah, you got to re-enter pool at least six months in, in, mm-hmm. in advance. That's all. That's why all that shit happened with UFC 200 when Brock Lesnar came back. And he wasn't in the yeah, pool. Yeah, the Mark for that Hunt thing. Months. Was that the yeah. yeah, yeah. And he wasn't in the pool for that six months. All right, that's the second Brock Lesnar reference. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll get right into the 265 breakdown. Yeah. Warren Brumell of Keyport Law has been practicing for over 35 years and is here to help you in your bankruptcy matters. Bankruptcy is a specialized area of law that requires expertise and experience, and Warren brings both. Keyport Law has handled over 10,000 bankruptcy cases. They will make the process simple and provide easy, affordable payment plans. Warren will get creditors off your back, stop the annoying phone calls, and stop the creditors from contacting your neighbors and former employers. Listeners of Chop Sports will get the first interview free. Go to www.keyportlaw.com and fill out the new client intake form, and they will contact you directly. This firm is a debt relief agency helping people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. So, Michael Chiesa and Vincente Luke, you were you were hell bent on Chiesa. What do you think now? Honestly, the fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go for about a minute. Yeah, <laughs> because Chiesa did take it to him, and he he really yeah that choke was tight. Two of them. Yeah. I feel like he had him twice, and he took his back immediately. Chiesa's a fucking beast. He's really big, big, big fuck. I can't, I still say this every week. I can't believe Chiesa ever made fucking lightweight. But big for a welterweight. He swarmed him, took him down immediately, uh, hit him with a couple right hand. I think it was two right hands, mm-hmm. back to back, touched his eye up. He looked like he was on his way to roll. First round submission for Chiesa. Honestly, my brother texted me. That's, that was slick. As I'm, I'm like, Kiesa won already? Jesus. Because I was on the, the stream. My brother was watching the actual pay-per-view. So I got a, I was on a delay, and before I knew it, fucking Darce Choke sunk. Game over. Game over. Yeah, Luke, Luke he's, Luke's on his way. Uh, he's, he's definitely on his way. Do I think he's going to beat his buddy Usman? No. Do you really think that he... I know Luke called out, in the nicest way possible, right. called out the champ... After the fight, Usman's got a, a tall order in, in Colby coming up. I, I do think Usman will probably take that fight, but he's got to get through Colby, which is a tough fight first. I think Luke needs to have another fight before he gets the champ. As much as he's on a run, there's been a lot of guys in the UFC that just haven't quite gotten to crack through with a bunch of wins in a row, and I don't know why he should be any different. It's not like he's... Blo- who, who 
Bilal Muhammad, I think that's a good fight for, for Luke to take next. You got Bilal Muhammad. You also have Gilbert Burns. Friend of the show. We'll see. We'll see. Like, I got I to gotta get confirmation on that. Until he's a friend of mine, he's yeah. no friend of the show. Although, although, I do like the way he's calling out Nate Diaz. Even though Nate's my guy, just the way Gilbert's going about it, he's really making me a fan because he's quoting old school rap songs that I fuck with. So, <laughs> good dude. Yeah, I mean, Gil- Gilbert Burns, that's, a, that's another good one for Luke A. If they're not going to give him to Usman. I could see them giving him to Usman because it's a fresh name. And Usman's literally beat everybody else in that division either on his way to the climb for the belt there is no way that that luke gets that fight over rocky edwards you agree he's he's gotta get he's gotta be next if he doesn't take a fight which he shouldn't he's he's fought himself into a position now where he gets the title fight or or a money fight with with masvidal there's no way that you could have the masvidal fight or you know as we were just talking about with vicente luke maybe they do that for a title eliminator uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing what you said, the Burns fight. Because Burns, he looked really good against Thompson, even though Thompson's a, a hard guy to crack. He he makes a lot of fights look boring. I mean, and Gilbert Burns could finish him. But Woodley, that's besides the point. Woodley was tailing off at that point. Burns, on the other hand, he really got fucked up by Usman, and you want to see him put together really impressive wins in a row to be able to fight himself back into contention. He looked good against Wonderboy. I, I, I don't know that Nate would really be able to do much to a guy like Gilbert Burns. I know that's a money fight that he would take, but for as far as title contention goes, you want you want the Luke fight. Yeah, that the, the Nate fight. You see, to me, the Nate fight would be another one of those situations where Nate just runs out of time. Yeah. You, you know, uh, the Luke fight would be good. Uh, I mean, if we're going to start doing matchmaking for, for the welterweight division, I mean, we, we could definitely talk some more. Um Bilal Muhammad was a good one that you said with with Vincente Luke. I, I, I honestly that. wouldn't mind seeing Kiesa against Bilal Muhammad at this point. They're both coming off a. I mean, Bilal Muhammad is coming off a win, but or that that weird eye poke has he fought since then? Yeah, he fought shortly after that. I think he. I think he lost. But he's another one of those guys. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. I don't know I, that he fought after that. I think. I, I think, I think Leon Edwards is he looking? Yes. I think Leon Edwards fought after that with, with the Nate Diaz fight, but I don't know that Bilal Muhammad fought after that. I could have sworn Bilal Muhammad fought again. Yeah, he fought, he fought uh, Damian Maya. Oh. Decision. <sighs> yeah. So, anyway, Chiesa, Chiesa has some fighting back to do as well. He's been, like Tommy said, just he hasn't been able to quite get over that hump. He's been close in two divisions now, and every time he puts himself in a position to maybe be in a title eliminator or – Start barking like I deserve the shot. He he shits the bed. Um, interesting to see where they go with these two guys. Luke, obviously. Do you think he's going to get the title shot right off this? No way, right? I think he might because I know that you just said nobody. Yeah, but right off the bat, you know, when he called Usman out, Usman. Tweeted. Well, yeah, that's his boy, so he's gonna. He tweeted not right gonna, away, and honestly, I think Dana would. If that's the fight that Usman wants, Dana would do it. I don't think it would be a pay-per-view. That would definitely be uh, a fight night headliner. That's for sure. That's a shame, though, because honestly, everybody talks about who's the pound-for-pound pound king right now. I love Usman. I, I'm I not. A, I am from jump. I am definitely not a fan of Usman. I'm. I'm, I see, I'm surprised you don't like him. Why? I don't know. Because you seem to like the wrestlers. Why, and- what? What does that even mean? Everyone wrestles now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that I dislike Usman, but his personality sucks. He can't sell a fight. I feel like he tries too hard on the camera. He's I acknowledge how talented he is. I also don't like guys that aren't willing to, to move up at all, ever. Mm. And I understand maybe he's boys with Adesanya, but come on, bro. There's a lot of fights up there. You want to lap the division? That sounds to me like you're afraid to move up. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder if Izzy does lose that belt if Usman And then up. you hear him talking like, they were talking about a possibility of fighting Khabib, and, and he was also like, I don't know. This is on a Rogan podcast. He's like, oh, Khabib's my brother, man. Like, who the fuck do you want to fight then? Just Colby? I, I think he knows that Khabib would have beat him. I don't know about that. I, I do. I definitely don't know about that. Usman's big compared he, to He's Khabib. big, and his wrestling is good, but Khabib's top pressure... the. Everybody said it, even, you know, D.C., even though they're, Here's the they're thing. teammates. Yeah, his but, top pressure is different than but, everybody else's. But 
holding a guy like Usman down is a lot different. He's really athletic. He's really fast for a guy of his size. And his wrestling, I would just say, combined with the size, he's definitely... Khabib's not used to fighting guys that are that much bigger than him. Mm-hmm. And Usman's definitely bigger than Khabib. And just the ability to keep the fight standing, Usman's boxing is lapping Khabib's. Oh, Usman, like a lot of people don't give Usman the credit that he deserves for his stand-up. If he's fighting a stand-up fight, he's going to stand up with you. He's not going to just go for the take. He's going to stand up with you. And I think that throws a lot of these guys off because everybody talks about his wrestling and his wrestling is so good. Like, I don't think Gilbert Gilbert thought that Usman was going to stand with him, right? Yeah, but it's a classic case when you see the Colby fight too. In the first fight, his he he completely God, that was I a complete that. boxing I match. Jaw. I want to see him do it again. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we got on the welterweight division. Lead us into the next one properly, so I could edit that out. Well, we're out of the welterweight division here, so now we're going to be getting on to uh, Jose Aldo finding that Ponce de Leon fountain of youth in the one thirty five division, and just mauling Pedro Munoz like. I'm impressed with the Ponce de Leon <laughs> Fountain of Youth reference. I am educated. I was very wrong with this uh, with this choice. Yeah, I could well, not believe you went with Munoz on this. I mean, he started off 0-2 in the bantamweight. I thought he was getting old. He's not old yet, apparently. Who Don't did he that. lose to at 35? Um, Mar- um, Peter Jan. Peter Jan. Marlon Moraes. Okay, then so. he beat Marlon Vera, and then he just beat Munoz. So he's 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, but he looked good. Right, which is why I said I was wrong. All right, that was the not fucking... Just, not just last night's fight. He's looked good <laughs> at 35. <laughs> He's looked fat. Well, he has been doing more boxing now, which they talked about at length, right? Um, which you could the see. Marine, the Marine Corps boxing? But, I mean, you could see it. The problem with... Which they didn't shut the fuck up about. Who was it yesterday on the... Oh, <laughs> the Cormier? Just shut the... Cormier's... Bad. I honestly, I have a hard time lately talking shit about people that are doing commentary because, as a guy that's doing like eleven thousand podcasts a week, I realize how hard it is to sound perfect all the time. <laughs> Case in point, this episode. But yeah, I mean, you know, but you can kind of see that he's been working the boxing a lot more because he was very punch heavy. I yeah, just, they were saying that, but as as they were saying it, I kept on seeing him throw that low leg kick. He, he wasn't he, thrown enough though, and that's what sucks. If he started throwing calf kicks. Dear God. Yeah, but my here's what I'm getting at. Look, if he started to throw calf kicks, like, he completely tuned that guy up. You don't need to when you're completely done. Like, he was landing every shot he threw. Why change that? You know, um, like the, the, it's not that it's not in his arsenal, but why show that every fight if you don't need to? There could be a guy that is fighting against Aldo next that's saying, you know what, he doesn't really use his leg kicks anymore because it, but then all of a sudden he still has them in his arsenal. It's not like he doesn't have to. It's not like he has to use them just because he has them. I, I think by using it, you first of all you open up more opportunity to be able to knock him out with with a head kick, because if he starts using them, they see him go for the kick, they're gonna want to check it, and then he comes up with a friggin' you know with a head kick. Thanks, Tommy. It. Thanks for the fucking master class and dude. The art I mean, of striking. Look, it, it opens up more stuff, but. I mean, it worked. I agree. It opens up more stuff, but what would he have landed at a 99% clip rate? He was fucking, he hit him every punch he threw. I mean, my only real question is, what does the UFC do with Munoz now? Because, I mean, he really, what's his only win in his past few fights is against, um, what the hell is this? Cody? Hmm? Garbrandt? No. Jimmy Rivera? Jimmy Rivera. And... You talk about a star that fell hard. Nobody fell hard. Maybe Jimmy maybe you get a Sanhagen Munoz fight. Both coming off a loss, kind of put one of put one of them at the back of the line and give the other one a chance to fight their way back. Sanhagen and Munoz is probably going to happen. You mark it down for, right here first. I mean, right? It could be. Uh, you know, my only thing with Munoz, I mean, he's so tough. He's so tough. You know who Aldo called out, right? Aldo called out the fucking champ. No, he no. Called, he wants Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Dillashaw, that's it. Which I would love to see that fight. You think Dana does it though? Yeah. Do you think T- Dana does it before the championship fight? What do you mean before the championship fight? I think he does it. That's probably going to be the the card after or the like the month after the championship fight. If not the same, no, it's in October. TJ's not going to fight yet. 
Aldo's not going to fight yet. I would say that that they could fight around November, December. Those two, and then the the winners of those guys, you they fight. So Aldo has a chance. You know, Aldo doesn't have to do much to get a title shot. TJ, no, I think he. I think he. To be honest, if he said he wanted a title shot, he should get it. You know why? Because Dana gave Frankie the one forty five shot twice. You, you know what I mean? Now I know everybody sits there and says the only problem is that he lost to Peter Yan already. He did very but. recently, so it just that's why I think giving him a title shot right now. Eh, you beat TJ. You had your third straight win in the division. You beat TJ. Yeah, I think or we're talking about a title shot. Do you think they give now. Aldo Sanhagen first? No, he's not going to get a fight. Uh, no, bro. If he's calling out TJ, he's not going to fight the guy that TJ just beat. Even though Sanhagen won that fight, that's another story. Well, because if Dana's going to give, let's just say Dana wants to give Dillashaw the title shot. Because it was his belt and all that happy horse shit. Why not give Aldo to Sanhagen? Give Sanhagen if that, I'm TJ, that If I'm TJ, I want to fight. I know TJ's belt-driven, and he's all about winning the belt. But he's been out on the shelf for three years, and he just fought once. What is he going to want to wait? You got to think. If, if, if Aljamain just won the belt, quote-unquote, won the belt, and took off six months... There's no saying that whoever wins the belt in this fight in October is going to fight any time in the next four, five, six months. It's probably going to be about five months away. So how many times does TJ really want to fight in, in a four-year period? Once? You know, he's got he's to fight. Well, because you know what Dana will do after that. Interim belt. Well, maybe not. They didn't... If there was ever a situation where they were going to fucking give an interim belt away, it would have been in the bantamweight division. For whatever reason, they didn't pull Aljamain's belt. I have no idea why. Because because Dillashaw at that point wasn't ready to come back yet. But now that he's back, I think Dana would just do the interim belt until either Peter Yan or... Well, that fight's signed, though, so that's, that's happening. If there was no title fight signed right now, then yeah, I agree. But prior to that, Ngannou, has fought, <laughs> Ngannou fought Stipe like four months ago. Because it's hard to try and get... You're thinking of the logical way. And I'm thinking of the Dana White way, where he's going to do whatever he can do. I honestly just talk myself into a circle, and I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. (laughs) Right? I think basically what should happen, just to rehash this whole thing, I think Aldo and Dillashaw makes perfect sense. I think Munoz... I like the fight. I think Munoz and Sanhagen makes perfect sense. You got Jan and Aljamain that are set to fight in October, and the winner of the Aldo and TJ fight should get the winner of the Jan... And, and Aljo fight. I like the Aldo and, and TJ fight. I like it a lot. It would be interesting. See, that's a fight where I think Aldo would be coming with those low calf kicks to negate TJ's wrestling. Now, Aldo's got probably the best takedown defense. His takedown defense is outstanding. And his speed at 135 is outstanding. And I also think that he's figured out a better way to cut the weight. And that might have like that might have been what the case was in his first two fights because he was sucking a lot of weight and now his body is completely used to that, which does take time. I don't know if anybody's ever lost a shit ton of weight. For the first little bit, you're just sapped. You're and done. I'm, not, I'm not even talking about f- cutting weight to fight. I'm talking about just walking around maybe a little bit less than healthy all the time because that's what these guys ultimately do. If you're trying to make 35 and and you're a 170 pound guy, 180 pound guy. You know, you gotta you gotta walk around at one sixty five. You just got to. So there's a whole different way of eating. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm a nutritionist. So, moving on. <laughs> but no, because I, I'm a I, fat piece of shit these days. I like I like the fight a lot. I think it would be something that would not only make sense, but like that's something I would pay a pay per view to watch. Is that fight? You know, kind of like the the new and the old. But you looked at Aldo. On Saturday night, he doesn't look like he's lost a step career-wise. Uh, you know, the speed and the punches, the combinations, and he always has that uncanny ability to turn it up the last, like, minute and a half of each round to steal the round. You could have a guy holding him against the cage the entire round until that last minute and a half. He pushes off, throws the flurries, and boom, steals the round. And the thing about Aldo, too, that people don't realize is how really, really good he is on the ground. The fight never gets there, but when it does, Aldo is extremely dangerous. I like Aldo to be a dark horse to eventually maybe win that title. 
He could come close. The only I would. Thing, I would love to see Aldo fucking. The only thing I don't like about again. Aldo is Andre Pedaneris. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a given. But even him, you got to give credit where it's due. They kind of got out of that old school way, and they're doing things a little bit different. And they kind of learned their lesson. I would say they learned from the Connor days, where that that whole saga, where they were doing everything hard nosed, old school, and you almost saw a worn down Aldo by the time the fight night came. Now you see Aldo look fresh, ready to go. He could have looked like he could have fought five more rounds. Yeah, no, it was. I was definitely happy to see that. Without a doubt, happy to see that. So what about the main event? It was fucking boring. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Cyril Gunn hit the Black Beast with 85 shots to the back of the head to end the fight. Derek Lewis... He looked like he was out of his league in the first minute and 50 of the first round. Yeah, he was. He looked like he was out of his league all week. I think fighting in Houston fucked him up. Rightfully so. I I guess fighting in front of your hometown might fuck you up. But he just wasn't himself. It looked like he felt like he had to carry the week with his social media presence and and his mic skills. So every time he got the mic, it was almost like they would ask him a crazy question and he'd laugh and say, all right, I got to do this because this is the persona I've built up. But he didn't train enough. And I don't know if him training enough would have mattered. He just looked like he didn't have the cardio. You His last couple of fights, his cardio was definitely improved and it looked like it went backwards in this one. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot of things that you said. It, he was just loading up for that one punch. And he was just chasing, chasing, chasing. Gone wasn't engaging whatsoever. As soon as Gone got in any shred of danger, he literally just turned and ran away. Mm-hmm. Which some people will bash. There was a lot of memes that were funny as shit of Gone running around just like as soon as he's in danger, you see him doing sprints. But he put on a fucking absolute clinic. And for a guy that size, we talked about it last week, the way he's able to move in and out of the pocket, I wouldn't change up a thing. I don't know if that's going to work against Francis. That's what I mean. Like it, It's not going to work against Francis. Uh, I still don't think Cyril Gunn can carry that championship. I don't think he's going to beat Well, Francis he could Gunn. definitely do it. He's You already know that he's favored, right? Early early odds to have Cyril that Gunn change. as the That'll opening. Change. I agree that it'll change. And we'll see where the where the money goes. Because I can't really envision anybody really betting against Nganu in this fight. It's one of those fights that I'm just going to stay the fuck away because I think Nganu is the less skilled fighter. I'm just going to say that. But he's a he's an absolute freak of nature with his power. And I know Black Beast hits hard and he's got a lot of power, but he doesn't put the, he doesn't put the combinations together as well. I think Nganu is a much harder person to take down, and Derek Lewis didn't rush forward. Because he was afraid to get possibly taken down. Whereas Nganu, I think he could blitz him because I don't think Gan can take him down. His takedown defense was immaculate against Stipe. You're right. You are 100% right. But when you're taking a look at these two different fighters, you mentioned the speed factor. Nganu's leaps and bounds faster than Derek Lewis. Yeah. But the one thing about Francis that really shocked me in that Stipe fight, because, I mean, it's it's public knowledge I picked Stipe to win. Francis learned how to pick his shots and expend that energy when needed, whereas before he was just throwing a throw. I have a feeling that you could see a very similar fight than we saw with Nganu and Derek Lewis in their, in their fight with Cyril Gaon and, and Nganu, where there's just a ton of respect and they both know that they're skilled. Cyril Gaon isn't going to have it. He better not have his hands down the way he fought in his last three fights. I see his hands are down, which I know that's his style, but you better get those hands up against Nganu, boy, because you're not going to fucking live through the night. And here's another thing for, for the people that are out there. Don't look at the sparring videos of Francis and Cyril Gaon as something to judge the fight with because... Cody Garbrandt had a video of him knocking out TJ. Yeah. Well, sparring and, and is sparring. sparring and, and it's not like we're it seeing... Uh, anything. Is anybody really seeing videos of Cyril Gaon getting the better of Nganu? It looks like they're just there's having a, a good... Few, there's a few out but there. But no, what, where he hits him a few times? It, it looks like they're having a good sparring yeah, session. Yeah, they're, they're going they're, like 30%. Yeah, yeah. But and, people are going nuts over it already. It's like, it's sparring. It's sparring. That's all it is. It means nothing. If anything that you could take from those videos is how big... 
Cyril Ghan actually is. Because yeah. when you see him standing next to Ngano, you're like, wow, he's not as small as I thought. Well, not that I ever thought he was small. But I was one of those guys going into fight week last week where I was just not sold on Ghan. I was like, ah, he I'm hasn't showed not. me much. I know you're not, but I'm, I'm definitely now a believer. I was going into this fight. I had a couple friends text me and say, yo, I'm about to take Lewis because of this heavy underdog shit. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> He's an underdog for a big reason in this fight. So You, yeah. saw, you saw where he's, uh, where Dana wants to get the fight done, right? In France. Right. That's, <laughs> he uh, called talk, that a couple talk, talk, months ago. Wait, he actually did weeks. say it? He wants to have it in France? Yeah. Or is yeah that did Dana the, say it? Did yeah, Dana yeah, say no, it? Dana said it. All right. That was the whole basis of this. Well, you know what? Bell. You know why he said it, right? Because he probably listened to our show last week, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, Tommy D, the Reverend guy, he really has some fucking good ideas." And and Gucci, he must be the new Sean Shelby, because he's a matchmaker made in heaven. Oh, that's my new nickname, the matchmaker made in heaven. Speaking of, you know who doesn't like Sean Shelby? Sugar Show. Sugar Show. Sugar yeah. Show. Yeah. Well, Sugar Show. I'm starting to lose favor with yeah. with Mr. Sugar Show. I don't really give a shit what he does. His whole comments on, I, I think it's his own podcast. Oh, he's got the fights with fucking Takashi. Well, whatever. Six, that's besides the point. That's what he was talking about, about hanging out with 6ix9ine. Uh, Sean Shelby called him to fight in the garden on the November card. Is it November or yeah. October? Whatever. The, the, the card that it's at MSG. They asked him, I guess they probably asked him about the Frankie Yeager fight, and he turned down whatever fight they offered him at MSG, he didn't want to do. And his reasons were... I think it was to do with weed and money and taxes too and far. too far away, which I think is a load of shit. Sean, bro, it's the garden. You want to fight there. That's the fucking Mecca. I know that it always, it hasn't been, but now and it's, I, I agree that Unless New York state athletic state or the uh, New York state athletic commission sucks, but bro, you fight for the UFC. If they want to get you on the big card, go fight on the big card. If not, the UFC is well within their rights to be like, dude, why not? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're hanging out with this guy and you don't want to go fight. Like you need to go fight at the garden. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a sugar show fan, big one, but I'm just really, uh, I've been saying it for the past couple episodes. Yeah. He's, he's got to fight a fucking guy. He's talking about how he's, Give it dishing out brain damage and shit like that, and it's like, yeah, but against who? I want to see it. Not Smolka either. Not fucking these guys that are. I want to see you get in there against a guy that's a top five, top ten guy, a legitimate top ten guy, not a guy that's been outside the top ten but hovering around the top fifteen, like you've been doing your whole career. Is he even in the top fifteen yet? I haven't seen his name on anything. Well, dude, like I said to you, his last fight. Where everybody was so impressed over the 10 punch. Oh my God. All he seriously did was make his opponent famous. A bigger star. Yeah, that's it. And I wouldn't say he's famous, but he's more like Joe Matarese famous at this point. <laughs> well, he made him a bigger star because people see how tough the kid is and he doesn't give up. You know what I mean? So that fight was more for him uh, than it was for Sugar all right, Show. It's my job to reel this in now. Sugar Show. We'll talk about him when he announces something because as of now, I don't see anything on the horizon for Sugar Show. I heard he's fighting a, the SoundCloud rapper that doesn't like Takashi 6 9 <laughs> in a Walmart parking lot in Duluth, every, Minnesota. Every once in a while, even a blind squirrel finds a nut, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy, that was actually pretty funny. I'll give you that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. But no more 6 9 talk. No more Sugar Show talk. We talk back, back to the heavyweight division. And obviously, my main question about the heavyweight division at this point is John Jones. Where does this leave John Jones? He's talking about the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, which I find horseshit because his last couple of performances weren't really that great. And he hasn't fought in fucking two years, but John Jones is looking like he's not going to get an opponent for another calendar year. A full, it looks like now with the way the heavyweights aren't really turning over huge fights constantly, you know, and Ganu, he wanted six months off after his last fight. If he's fighting Cyril Gaon, you would imagine that's going to be sometime around November, October, December. December. So John Jones is looking at maybe next summer if he even wants to anything to do with that fight. And if I'm Dana White and John Jones just keeps on sitting out, sitting out, you can't sit out two and a half, three years and then have your first fight in a new division be for the title. I can't see Dana doing that. John, you got a Stipe out there. You got now a Derek Lewis out there, which I think that's done. That's not happening. Dana, 
in the UFC 265 press conference said that John Jones won't even be fighting till 2022. He's not even thinking about him until 2022. Well, yeah, because there's nobody to fight. He (laughs) won't fight Stipe. He already said no to that. So, and he won't even get a championship fight in 2022 if it's you know if he has him fight in January or February. So, and you you said the name a couple times, Stipe. This is a name that is not getting mentioned right now, and it bothers me. Yeah, we're looking at the top of the division right now. If it's not Stipe, Derek Lewis lost all his shine. So if there was going to be a John Jones Derek Lewis fight, it was going to happen before this embarrassing loss for Lewis. You got uh, Curtis Blades not moving the needle, Alexander Volkov not moving the needle, Rosenstruck not moving the needle, and then I could keep going on and on, but there's really no point. I mean, who, who is Harris? There? I love the guy. I don't even know how he's still employed. But my point being is, there's no one to fight for John. That's not either Stipe or Cyril Gan. And even that fight, I don't think John's given him the credit that he probably deserves. In a sense of like the name, you know, mm-hmm. Nganu has the name now. He's the most feared guy on the planet. Stipe, I don't know how John isn't just lining up for the Stipe fight. That's a fight that everybody's wanted for the last half a decade, if not more. Stipe's. Arguably the greatest heavyweight all t- of all time in the UFC. I think he is. You, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Huge so, Stipe fan. So, John, that's a legacy-making fight. That's a big money fight. As big of a money fight as you're going to get at this point that's not named Francis. And we both know, Tommy and I, and Scoop even knows, that John really doesn't want anything to do with Francis right no, now. No, no. But it, So, out of the... If you're talking about the two that you named, Stipe or Derek Lewis, John's going to take the Derek Lewis fight. It's going to do more money than Stipe because Stipe doesn't generate a lot of money for the UFC because he's because he doesn't talk shit. Derek Lewis and John Jones, that entire camp and all that shit, whether or not, you know, Derek Lewis gets knocked out in the first round or whatever. People are still going to want to see that fight no, because it's Derek Lewis. John Jones would fucking tune Derek Lewis up. I'm sure based he off would. of what I just saw. But. Who all right? If not John Jones, what's left? What's left for Derek Lewis in the heavyweight division? Rosenstrike. Did they fight already? Oh, I thought you were talking about John Jones and Rosenstrike. I was like, you? No, I'm talking about Derek Lewis. Like, who's there? There's really it's so stagnant at the top. Like he's beaten everybody else. Like they're gonna have to start bringing guys from the bottom half of the top fifteen to start fighting these guys in the top five or six. Because they've all fought each other already. We're in the same round robin that we were in with Stipe as the champ. It's the same round robin. And when, when Derek Lewis was in there, or not Derek Lewis, uh, Daniel Cormier, it's the same round robin. They're all fighting each other. It, it's stupid. You've got... This has been going on in the heavyweight division forever. But you've got Blagoy Ivanov. Scoops raising saying, his hand. We, this, this just comes back around to what we said four episodes ago. The heavyweight division sucks. But the problem is you have a guy like Blagoy Ivanov who, when the UFC signed him, he was the big heavyweight champion in World Series of Fighting. Like, this guy's got credentials. You're burying him on fucking fight night prelims. And I get I don't know if, if they're not offering him fights or he's not taking fights. Well, there was a lot going on in the world with, with the pandemic. So there was there's understandable reasons why a lot of the European guys maybe haven't been able to get as many fights because... There was only a little bit of things happening in Abu Dhabi, and certain countries just weren't letting people fly. So there could be some of that. We don't know. That's a possibility. Now, you're saying he's got credentials. He probably does, but he has four wins, three wins that he's got to come come up with before he could start talking about the guys at the top. And half of the guys, like, I do know who all of them are, but not really. You know, like, I, I've, I've seen the names. I've probably seen them all fight, but there is not one of these heavyweights outside of the top six and then the champion that I'm really interested in even seeing on a main card. They're all prelim fighters. Now, we're talking about guys that are just outside the top five in their division, prelim fighters, because the heavyweight division really is that shallow. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. The, it's, it's tough watching the same fights over and over and over. It makes you miss again. the Fabricio Verdooms of the world. It really does. And the, the guys that you know were at least legitimate gatekeepers where you could see some of these young guys come up and test themselves against. Now, if Marcin Tabura beats Shamil Abdu, I really don't know which one was, which guy is supposed to be better. You know, like I just don't know enough about any of them. And this is what you have. This is what you have when, when the NFL exists and the NBA exists because no American heavyweights are fighting. 
And when they are, look at where they're at. They're all at the top. Yeah. Right? I guess yeah. only two. It's three. It's rough, man. It, it really is tough. But what are you going to do? Uh, at, at this point, UFC is going to need to, like, absorb one of these other professional fighting organizations just to get more heavyweights in there that are going to be worth it. But... It, like if they were to absorb Bellator, it's all the guys that they released. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all the guys that they yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. There's a big problem at heavyweight. We've been talking about it for a while now. But Scoop, you have something else to say? You look like you're raising your hand. No, no. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, you're on to your next page of porn. What do you guys think of uh, Cody Garbrandt going to flyweight? You think he's going to do well there? I think no. he's. I think he's uh, going to be sucking a lot of weight. I think it's. A, I wouldn't say it's a desperate move. It's just the only move he has to to chase a belt. I think there is guys in the division that will stand and trade with him, but I don't see him being able to carry the power down to flyweight at this young to have to drop down. At this young or old, he's still he's ain't that old, bro. You're talking four years ago. He was beating Dominic Cruz, ranked number five. He lost his belt to TJ, and now he's got to drop a division. He ain't that old. It, it, here's what it is. This is another failure just on your. Not this that is skill. another. This is another failure on your rundown. This should have been in the rundown. We shouldn't be talking about this at the end of the show. Scoop. It was a good job for bringing it up. Kind of. I'm a little upset about the fact that we're talking about it. Because I out, honestly on, haven't on, seen an hour deep. Out. What do you mean? This week. He's fighting um, Cara France. I didn't even see that that fight got announced. Yeah, that's because you're not doing your job. But anyway, we're we're out of time. Two Guy, more quick things. Wait, wait, Scoop's quick got things. two more quick things, so we're not out of time anymore. I know we don't talk anymore. about the Olympics much, but you see um, Gable Stevenson, the gold medal, last yes. second. That was pretty yes. awesome. Yes. Good for him. The United States Wrestling actually yeah. showed the fuck out this uh, Olympics. Um, Khabib Jr., RDA, UFC 267, got announced. Oh, yeah, that's another terrible job on your fucking... Damn, bro. You better... You better get your shit together for next week. When you even did the rundown at home. When it's too long, you bitch. If it's not long enough, you bitch. Well, you're, you're just like my wife. Nothing is fucking good enough for you. You could have definitely put fuck. these two in here. There's only five bullet points on your rundown. That was really, really amateur. Bad. Bad. And the last last, last thing before Tommy speaks is Max Holloway and Yari Rodriguez is now November 13th. They and finally did make that official. Yes. Guarantee you, Yair Rodriguez pulls out before that fight happens. All right. Can I do my fucking, my exit yeah, now, Scoop? Are we good? Yeah, go ahead. Tommy, we good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. Check out ChopSportsMedia.com for all 56 podcasts on the network. We got a, we got one for every day of the week, and we even got, I think Jimmy Palumbo wants to do a second one on Saturday, but full disclosure, the sound quality is really bad. So I got to I got to talk What, to what other show is he going to do on that. Saturday? Just let me talk, bro. We'll talk about this after. I don't want to fucking divulge too much information. It's about old school baseball players. Well, that's all I'll say. So go check out the, the online store. If you go on chopsportsmedia.com, just look at the tabs, merch. You could go support the Chop Heads MMA podcast. You could support my Packers podcast, which I recorded. I actually have one in the can, Dave. It's done. I got an episode in the can. Casual Dave is now here, ladies and gentlemen. He's been the topic of conversation for a few moments on this podcast. Nothing too bad. Nothing. I'm sure you'll listen. He's in here with sandals and socks on. What the I know fuck? we were we were talking about this is <laughs> no no socks. This is a this is a thing that we were talking about on Friday's episode when you're talking about when we we're talking about men having their toes exposed. David's here with his toes exposed. So fucking summer. I know. I I'm not saying it's not the summer. I said you have your toes exposed. But um, check out the website. Check out chopsportsmedia.com. Um, we might or might not post. Tommy's nude that he sent to Dave. Ever anything like that? <laughs> Don't be jealous. He, I'm not jealous. I brought it up. I brought it up. I brought it up on the air. I brought it up on the air, and then we went off air, and Tommy got upset because he was like, "Yo, what did he send it to?" I was like, "No, he was here." He was like, "Oh, okay." He thought that you were like sending sending the nudes. Meanwhile, Tommy's posting my nudes right on the Chop Sports Facebook. All right, so it was a great show. We had some fun, Tommy. I know you got some plugs you want to do, right? Yeah, shout out to Fightbook MMA. Head over to Fightbook MMA for all of your pro wrestling and combat sports needs and check out Sitting Ringside with Roberto Villa every Thursday night live at Fightbook MMA on YouTube. 
Did Scoop hit the button? I don't know what Scoop does anymore. follow up because that was subtle and I don't I don't know where your terrible brain goes with these hard R's hard R's <laughs>